Welcome to A Shower of Roses. I'm Jenna, your host. On this podcast, we read together the readings for the upcoming Sunday Mass in the Roman Catholic Church, so that when you walk into Mass on Sunday, you feel enlightened and empowered with the knowledge of the Gospel that you need to have a meaningful and personal experience with Christ every week. I'm Catholic, but you certainly don't have to be to listen to this podcast. The Gospel is for anyone, anywhere, at any state of life. We're so glad you're here. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Hallow. Hallow is the number one Catholic prayer and meditation app. I have been using Hallow for several months. I was a little skeptical at first because I wasn't really into praying with apps or my phone, but Hallow has changed all of that. It has become a keystone in the way that I pray all day, every day. I start off my day with a minute meditation. My husband and I end the day with a sleep meditation or an examine, and there's all of that and so much more content in the Hallow app. And I am partnering with Hallow to give you a free trial of all their fabulous content if you go to hallow.com slash shower of roses. That's H-A-L-L-O-W.com slash shower of roses. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Sock Religious. You guys have heard me talk about Sock Religious before, but I just wanted to share with you some of the awesome products I've gotten from them over the past few months. My husband got me for Christmas a pair of Our Lady of Guadalupe socks, and I absolutely love them. They are perfect for wearing under my boots that I wear to work all the time. They are super soft and well-made. And for our uh, Valentine's Day, I got my husband this t-shirt super soft that says first things first I'm the realist and it has a picture of the monstrance with the Eucharist in it I absolutely love it and I also got him an adorable pair of St. Joseph socks for the year of St. Joseph so there's all of that and so much more at sockreligious.com if you use the code roses at checkout you'll receive 10% off your order that is sockreligious.com use the code roses at checkout Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to be reading the readings for the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time in your B of the Roman Catholic Church, July 4th, 2021. The first reading this week is from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 2, verses 2 to 5. As the Lord spoke to me, the Spirit entered into me and set me on my feet. And I heard the one who was speaking say to me, Son of man, I am sending you to the Israelites, rebels who have rebelled against me. They and their ancestors have revolted against me to this very day. Hard of face and obstinate of heart are they to whom I am sending you. But you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God, And whether they heed or resist, for they are a rebellious house, they shall know that a prophet has been among them. So we see in here God's very 
maybe tumultuous relationship with the Israelites and how they continue to, even though God has done so much of them, he brought them out of their slavery in Egypt. He brought them safely into the promised land. He provided food and like he literally made it rain manna for them in the desert while they were, you know, wandering, trying to get to, to their homeland. They just still uh, are very fickle when it comes to God and very quick to fall into idolatry. And so God is sending Ezekiel as a prophet for them to, you know, warn them of what might happen if they don't, you know, stay in that covenant with God that he made with them. He made a covenant with the Israelites through Moses. And so Ezekiel is going to remind them of that and remind them that God is faithful and that he is going to provide for them. I love that God says, you know, whether they, whether they like you or don't like you, whether they listen or don't listen, they're going to know that you are a prophet just because of the gift of speech that I'm going to give to you. And I think that's really important for us in our lives. Like, whether or not people are listening to what we say and, and teach as Christians, at least they know who we are and whose we are and who we're choosing to identify ourselves with, right? The things that you might, you know, share on social media or talk about with your friends, they, they might not agree with you. A lot of people don't agree with my views that are drawn from my faith. But at least they know where I'm coming from. And they don't have a doubt that I'm coming from a genuine place and a, and a place of faith and faithfulness to, to the Lord. The second reading this week is from the second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 12, verses 7 to 10. Brothers and sisters, that I, Paul, might not become too elated because of the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, an angel of Satan, to beat me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I begged the Lord about this, that it might leave me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. I will rather boast most gladly of my weakness, in order that the power of Christ may dwell with me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and constraints, for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. This is a really beautiful reading from St. Paul and one that many of us are familiar with. This is part of Paul's story that he was given, he says, this thorn in his side. And no one really knows what that means um, because he never really goes into much more detail. And he calls it an angel of Satan. Whether that means he was, you know, bothered by an actual demon you know, an angel of Satan, or whether, you know, scholars think it's probably more that he, he was dealing with some sort of physical and maybe even mental issue, incapacity, uh, some sort of ongoing pain, kind of chronic pain, something that was always there and never really, you know, goes away. And so it's important for us to realize that 
Paul doesn't like willingly go through this and he doesn't like it and he doesn't enjoy it. And just like Jesus on the cross asks for the father to remove this cup from him, Paul asks, God, take it away from me. I begged the Lord for this to be over. And that doesn't mean that Paul or Jesus was challenging the will of the father at all, but rather the father wants us to express to him when we're in pain, right? He wants us to have that conversation with him. And sometimes he's going to take those things away and sometimes he doesn't. And clearly with Paul, there's a reason that he does not take the suffering away from him. Again, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. I think we could just mull on that line for like the rest of our lives. But Paul clearly gets it here. So he's going to boast in his weakness. He's going to boast in this thorn in his side so that the power of Christ may dwell in him. Because, I mean, Christ is saying, my power is made perfect in, my, in your weakness. It's like his power most dwells in the places that cause us pain or suffering or hardship. His power can shine through there. And again, at this, the end, just, when I am weak, then I am made strong. Like at these moments where we feel so weak because of our suffering, because of our trials, that's the moment where Christ makes us strong because he gives us the grace to persevere onwards through those hardships. The gospel this week is from Mark chapter 6, verses 1 to 6. Jesus departed from there and came to his native place, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. They said, Where did this man get all this? What kind of wisdom has been given him? What mighty deeds are wrought by his hands? Is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary? and the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon, are not his sisters here with him. And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his native place, and among his own kin and in his own house. So he was not able to perform any mighty deed there apart from curing a few sick people by laying his hands on them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. So much of me, of, of, so much of this gospel just, just jumps right out at me um, from the start. And so let's, let's get this out of the way really quick. Just because they refer to Jesus' brothers and sisters in this reading, it says right in the footnotes, in Semitic usage, that, that, that word Semitic means, you know, Jewish, the terms brother and sister are not applied not only to children of the same parents, but to nephews, nieces, cousins, half-brothers, and half-sisters. So, you know, before you start freaking out and saying, what? Jesus had brothers and sisters. Okay, it doesn't mean that, uh, that this means that Jesus had biological brothers and sisters. Um, it means that these were 
these were people maybe loosely related to him. That that word could also be referred to by like, um, like close like close friends as if they were family members. Okay, so that's the first thing. This is important. This is an important reading because it happens in Jesus's. It says native place in the town of Nazareth in Galilee. Jesus is at home. And Nazareth was a very, very small farming village. Everyone was kind of loosely related. Everyone knew each other. This is a very small town. So everyone in this town, when Jesus walks into the synagogue, they know exactly who it is. And that's why they say, we know him. He's the son of Joseph, the son of Mary. He's just an ordinary kid. Like, where did this come from? Where did this knowledge come from? And they fail to recognize that the answer is from, from him because he's God, right? From the Father and the Spirit working in union and through him and with him. And Jesus recognizes it. He's like, it's amazing. A prophet is not without honor except in his native place. Like, it's just amazing to Jesus. It says he's literally amazed at their lack of faith. I don't think Jesus was really amazed by too much in his life because he was God. It doesn't say anywhere else in the Gospels that Jesus is really amazed at a certain group's lack of faith. Maybe once or twice when he's talking to the Pharisees. But to be collectively disappointed at a town's lack of faith and really lack of faith in him. They, of all people, should be the proudest of him. Hey, look at this kid. He made it out. He's done something for himself. He's gone off and studied scripture. He's going to be a Pharisee, maybe, even if they don't recognize that he's God right now. Don't you think they would at least be proud of the fact that he made something out of, of himself? You know, just this guy where, uh, from Nazareth, and, and it even says somewhere else in the Bible, Nothing good, can, that, can anything good ever come out of Nazareth? Like, nothing good ever happened there. And it's just amazing that the people that should be welcoming him home the most are the ones that reject him, you know? And so, anywho, that's just some of my thoughts. If you want to read more about my thoughts on this, I have a blog coming out with The Living Person that will come out exactly on this day July 4th, and it's kind of a deeper reflection into this, but it really does, it troubles me that that his own neighbors rejected Jesus. But in a way, I'm also consoled by it because I know now that Jesus faced rejection even by those who knew him the best and who were around him the most. And so maybe that can be consoling to us if we are from, you know, families where we feel rejected by our faith, maybe you're the only person in your family or in your group of friends who is a practicing Catholic and abiding by those morals and going to Mass on Sunday. And so just know in that moment that you are not alone and that she, even Jesus uh, experienced that, that feeling of loneliness and, and rejection by those that are supposed to love him. My challenge for you for the week is going to go back to the second reading. I just really, it's sticking with me that everyone should just really mull on this, this reading that 
that God's grace is sufficient in our weakness. So maybe take some time to to look at our weaknesses and maybe just pull back those those you know bandages, those covers that we try to put in our weaknesses and just lift them up and open them up to the Lord because he can use them. He can use us in every situation even in our brokenness. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And it would be awesome if you could give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. Those ratings help us get this message of the gospel out to as many people as possible. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Shower of Roses and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash A Shower of Roses podcast. You can also check out ashowerofrosespodcast.com for more information about the show or to send us an email or feedback. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. God bless you and have a great week. Carry on.